Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, you can. Greeny, uh, as we roll along here, presented by Progressive Insurance, also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. The assembled members of the hashtag crew are here during this little juncture. I have been a sports announcer on one level or another for 30 years. This is the best time of the sports year. Right this minute. Baseball playoffs every night. NBA season has begun. NHL season has begun. NFL full swing. College football full swing. This is the best time. The sweet spot of the sports calendar. And we find ourselves here with the NBA last night uh, getting underway. And we will have our first NBA countdown of the regular season tonight. Jalen Rose, Michael Wilbon, Stephen A. Smith, Woj, and myself will be with you 7 Eastern on ESPN. And I gave you a couple storylines to keep an eye on yesterday. But as the season has begun with two games last night, let me give you my predictions. And Nuno is my vice president of basketball passion. I guarantee you he wasn't, after the Yankee game ended last night, you were watching Boston Philly last night, yes? You were watching all the NBA last yes, night. Yes, I was. So let me give you my predictions. And I was very impressed in what I saw with Boston. The Celtics look really good. And everything I hear from everybody about their coach, look, the Ime Udoka situation is terrible. I, it, it can't be viewed any other way than just a terrible situation. And I thought he was an excellent coach, just absolutely excellent and integral to them making it to the finals last year. That said, people have very, very high expectations for, have very high hopes for, have very, very positive things to say about the guy who replaces him is Joe Mazzullo, and they got 35 points last night from Tatum and 35 points last night from Jalen Brown, and they beat Hembo Sixers uh, in what was a pretty good game. So I, I really like what I see from the Celtics. And then out west we saw the Warriors, and they look, if anything, better. Their youth is really good. They have a fascinating collection of talent. Because, of course, they have Steph and Clay and Draymond, you know, the guys who've been there forever, and Iguodala with his leadership piece. Then you've got sort of the, the next generation of it. They lock up Jordan Poole. They lock up Andrew Wiggins. That's, those are the guys who played integral roles for them last year. And then they have this collection of young guys led by the, the, the big kid, Wiseman, and then they've got Kaminga, who I love, and Moses Moody. Like, this is, they are almost unfairly good. And the reason I'm telling you all these things is because I'm not picking either of them to make the finals this year, and I found myself very skeptical of my own pick as I watched this last night. So, Nuno, my finals prediction is Milwaukee in the East and the Clippers in the West. I believe that if Chris Middleton had been healthy last year in the playoffs, Milwaukee would have been back in the finals, and that series between Giannis and Steph, between the Bucks and the Warriors, would have been epic. And as it was, they almost beat Boston. And I think Giannis is just coming back a man on a mission. He's just, he's that kind of guy. One of, he, he is one of the very few players who will not be denied, like LeBron in his prime, like Michael in his prime. I think Giannis is that guy. So as good as Boston looked last night, and Miami is still good, and Philly is good, and there's a lot of good teams in the East, but I'm taking the Bucks and Giannis in the Eastern Conference. Nuno, what do you think of it? I like it, but here's my question now. You've developed, you are the KOD. You're, right. You know, um, you've developed this new 
the opposite and you've gone against your gut. Right. Is this a gut or going against your gut pick? <laughs> no, this is the gut. This is what I think will happen. I'm If I were betting on it, I would bet on every other team. I, w- I would bet on the Knicks to make it to the finals before I'd bet on the Bucks, based on the fact that I just picked Milwaukee. But I like them in the East and then... I got to be honest with you. The Warriors last night made me question my own pick of the Clippers. I, I, I believe that Kawhi Leonard went healthy, and that's pretty much what you get every other year. He remains that difference-making level of player. And, like, they're good. They were good last year. And Paul George, I think, really emerged. None of this playoff stuff. Like, he was good at carrying them. And then he didn't get to play in the play-in game that they lose because he had the COVID, right? So um, that was a tough way to go out against New Orleans. But you just add Kawhi Leonard. No one is adding anything more significant to anything than they're adding there. So I think those are the two best teams in the West. And then Phoenix is obviously still really good. And Memphis is really good. Denver is really good. Um, I think that uh, Minnesota will be good. I'm forgetting an obvious one. Dallas. With Luca, and they made a, a nice addition uh, as well. They, they brought in a big during the offseason. So there's so many good teams. I do not believe the Lakers will make the playoffs. I, I think unless the Lakers make a significant acquisition, we delineate between the playoffs and the play-in tournament. I think the Lakers will be a play-in team hmm. as currently constituted. But to be honest with you, I'm not even sure of that. Because as I just ran through all the good teams, I left out New Orleans, which is a, a massive oversight. The, the, the Pelicans are going to be great with Zion. So I think all those teams are definitively better than the Lakers. I'm just going to say it. The Lakers aren't very good. LeBron James is still great, but he's in his 20th season. It is unrealistic to expect him to be the guy who just carries you night in and night out. Can't do it. It's not a real, a, not a reasonable thing to ask him to do. Anthony Davis is just not going to be healthy all year. He's just not. There are three things in life you can count on, and that is death taxes and Anthony Davis sometime around Thanksgiving is going to come down funny and we're going to first hear, well, he's going to miss a couple of games and it's going to turn into a month. That's what's going to happen. And Russell Westbrook doesn't fit there. I have no idea what he has left as an NBA player, but he doesn't fit there. They tried to bring him off the bench. He decided that's how he got hurt because he's so excited about coming off the bench. That's a disaster waiting to happen. There's all this talk about them maybe making a big trade with Indiana. And if they do that, then let's reassess when we get there. But I don't think the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. I do not. And I think I'm picking my official pick is Bucks Clippers in the finals. I want to pin you down on this then. I'm going to just say a team, and you're going to say if they're better than the Lakers, okay? Sure. Houston. I'm going from the bottom up here. I mean, no. They have a lot of good young players. I think they're a year away from being better than the Lakers, but no, they're o- not better than them now. OKC. No, no. Portland. No. Sacramento. No. San Antonio. No. You said the Clippers already, the Pelicans already, the Timberwolves already, right? The Nuggets? For sure, yes. The Jazz? Definitely. The Mavericks? Oh, the Jazz, No. The Jazz traded away everybody. True. Right? The Jazz are going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. You have to count. You have to count the teams and see if you get to nine. Do we have? No, excuse me. See if we get to ten. You, ten so teams knock them out of the play. I have four more. Dallas. Yes. Golden State. Yes. Memphis. Yes. Phoenix. So yes. there, there are only six teams that you believe the Lakers are better than in the Western Conference. Right. So that puts them right around yeah. the play. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what I think. Wow. And then maybe San Antonio yeah. winds up being a little better than you think that they will be, or maybe. Um, 
you know, now Houston, I think it's too early. OKC, too early. Utah, they're they're rebuilding. Um, Portland, no. Who'd be, who's the other one in there that I said? It doesn't matter. The point of it is, mm-hmm. that's what the Lakers are. I do not think the Lakers, by no means, are the Lakers a top four seed in the West. I don't think they're a top six. I, they'll probably get into the play-in. If, if they are relatively healthy, if Anthony Davis is by his standards healthy and LeBron stays healthy all year, they'll make the play. Will Russell Westbrook end the year as a Laker? No, I can't imagine that he will. I can't imagine he wants to, and I can't imagine they want him to. So if they want him out and he wants out, why wouldn't you just make that happen? What do you think of this, Nuno? What you, as you sit there listening to me waxing about this stuff, what do you think? I think, and I'll go back to what Brian Winhorst said on this show a couple months ago. It The fascinating thing about the Lakers season, because they're not very good, and it seems, and I know Woj was on Get Up today talking about maybe they revisit the Pacers deal, um, but the Pacers also aren't a team that likes to tank. So I don't know if they're going to be willing to, you know, to just trade off Buddy Hill and Miles Turner. Is the the reaction to LeBron as he chases Kareem yeah. and that fan base and how they're going to look at LeBron's always going to go, I'll give you a hundred percent. But like when it becomes, especially in the middle of the winter, that, that is the main focus because this team is just so bad. Well, that's a good point. He's, he is, he is chasing Kareem's all time scoring record. He, LeBron is on record as saying of late that he has no relationship with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem has been critical of LeBron for non-basketball reasons on multiple occasions, and the two of them have no relationship. I've spent a lot of time in that arena lately because, you know, we go out and do countdown out there. There's a statue of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar outside that building. There isn't a statue of LeBron. Now, historically, LeBron James is a player on the same level uh, of similar stature to Kareem, and there are a very small handful of people in history who can say that, but he hasn't done it for that franchise. So that will be interesting to watch, too. Now, the Lakers, I think, are going to be a mess. So we will see what that winds up meaning. Okay, let me leave it there for the moment. We'll have more basketball as we go. The free AutoZone FixFinder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. I got a bathroom story to get to. And the last person in the world I expected to hear it from is questioning Tom Brady. You'll hear who it is next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply it's demon time on prize picks where you can now win up to 100 times your money that's right 100 times your money With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. 
And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100. That's PrizePicks.com/Greenberg, code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We're going to set aside some time for your calls in a little bit. I'll tell you when to call. Don't do it now. I don't want you sitting on hold for too long. We continue live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. So there's been, I told a little bit earlier this morning, this terrific story that uh, about Kobe Bryant that's in this film, Redeem Team. And if you're just joining me, I'm not going to go through the details of the story again, but what it is is an incredible illustration of the power and value of the leadership of a player like Kobe Bryant and what he meant to the Olympic team in 2008. It's a very, very worthwhile story. And uh, and again, the film is terrific. But anyway, the, it made me think a lot about Tom Brady because Brady's always been that guy. Brady, like Kobe, is a guy who leads by example. He's probably a little more vocal, more verbal in the way that he leads than Kobe ever was. But the most important part of it, the crux of it, was that he was always the guy working harder than anybody else. And when the person who is the highest profile and gets paid the most money and is the biggest star and the one who could most easily get away with coasting never does, that rubs off on everybody else. And now at a time when it appears Brady seems less willing to do that, we're not inside, so we don't know exactly what he is and isn't doing, but some of the visible stuff, it's interesting to me to wonder how that is impacting the entire rest of the team. Ben Roethlisberger has a podcast, who knew? It's called Footballin, uh, B-A-H-L-I-N, that's the name of the podcast, and, you know, Ben is a guy who knows what it's like to be an aging quarterback out there. And 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 the the way Ben played at the end of his career, there were a lot of people. He was behind a bad offensive line, and there were a lot of people saying he really looks like he doesn't want to get hit. Listen to Ben after the – so the Steelers, his, the team he knows best, just played Brady this weekend. And listen to Ben's assessment of what he saw from Brady. To me, this is just my opinion, and Tom is the greatest. I mean, mm. the Super Bowl rings show it and talk about it and whatever. It didn't look like he wanted to be out there. Mm. I mean, maybe it was the pressure, that, and he was getting hit, and the you know whatever was going on. And I remember I, I, at one point I looked down there, I was telling, I don't know if I told Jason or Brian, but I'm like, like there's no way he's enjoying this. Mm. No way. It just didn't look fun to him. That's what it looks like. It looks right now, a guy who has always taken great joy in the sport, in the game, 
His dad has been on this show many times. You've heard his father say that what makes Brady so great, that what makes him want to play so long is that he loves all the little stuff, all the grunt work, all the work in the offseason, all the avocado ice cream and everything else that have made Brady Brady, that what the stuff everyone else hates, dreads, and at maximum puts up with in order to make it, he lives for, he thrives on. And there's been kind of saying he doesn't look like he's that way anymore. So I just wonder if it's going to get much better. I, I, th- I can't help but think it's going to get better. But is it going to get enough better to where Brady will have the Bucks looking like a legit Super Bowl contender by the end of this season? I, have, I am starting to have my doubts. This is a person that has gotten everything right for more than two decades. Yeah. But ever since he first announced his retirement, I honestly feel like he's gotten most everything wrong. It was, it's been weird since then. Like We had the reporting like a week before he announced it on Instagram and didn't acknowledge the Patriots. Then he came back 40 days later by announcing it on Twitter. And then we learned he was going to take 11 days off during training camp. And then we learned he was going to take Wednesdays off during the season. And then we learned that he attended Robert Kraft's wedding on Friday and skipped a team meeting and walkthrough. Like, it's just not like him at all. So... I don't know exactly what Tom, I never imagined what Tom Brady's decline would look like because frankly, I never believed it would happen. I just figured he would retire at the top of his game. But maybe it's something like this. And the fact that his career has now been rendered to throwing 20 passes a game to Russell Gage and yelling at fat people that I've never heard of before, maybe that's how this is supposed to end. It wouldn't stun me if he turned it around, but it wouldn't stun me if he didn't. He looks like a person with stuff going on in his life. And he himself said it in August. And any of us who've ever lived through stuff going on in their lives, you know what it looks like. And you know how hard it is to fully focus on other things when you have that in your life. We all know what all the papers are saying, what all the, you know, the rumors are about what's happening in his life. I, 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 I don't know one way or the other, but he looks like a person who's got stuff going on in his life, which is totally understandable, but it is not a good way to, to be what Tom Brady has always been. So something that so many legends of the game have gotten wrong is not knowing when to hang him up, like often waiting too long to do it. Tom Brady, in his first season removed from Bill Belichick, won the championship. Right. Like he, he reached the top of the mountain and definitively depro- no, proved to so many people it was me and not him. And then he came back. He played pretty well last year and they made it pretty far. And now they've played declined. better than pretty well. I mean, he led the league in everything, didn't he? He played gr- he played great last year, right? And they were very good. They got knocked out in the second round of the playoffs. And now there's another wave of regression here. Like part of, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm somewhat worried that like if this is the last thing that we remember about Tom Brady, it's tarnish what was otherwise a perfect football legacy. Yeah, but but nothing is perfect in life, and this is where your youth is actually impacting you mm. because all the great ones go out like that. They almost never go out at their very best. Michael Jordan is a wizard. Willie Mays is a Met. Uh, You can go on and on. These are historical greats. These are the people that are on the same level. Mm. Kobe at the end, they don't don't leave when they're still that good. Because when they're still that good, they want to keep doing it. Very, very, very few of them walk away at their best. I know Peyton Manning walked away winning a Super Bowl, but that wasn't Peyton Manning at his best. If it was Peyton Manning at his best, you know what he would have been? Mm. Back the following year to keep playing. Mm. They need to know themselves. They can't do it anymore. Otherwise, they're not going to do it. All right. Just going to sit back and have a little story time. 
tell me a story. I've been promising this for too many days now. Hembo and uh, has a story. Nuno and Bubba gather around. I need to hear this. Hembo, go. So this is a text I received from my friend. Looks like mid- midday on Monday. <laughs> and he said, hilarious call just now on 97.5 The Fanatic. This is a station in Philadelphia. From a guy who went to the bathroom right as the bottom of the third inning started on Friday. That was the six-run inning with the Reese Hoskins home run and bat spike, the Bryce Harper home run. It broke open the series, and they wound up winning. They started scoring, and his buddies wouldn't let him leave the bathroom the rest of the game. Of course. Brought him food and all. That's brilliant. Well, that's, I mean, that, that just stands to reason, right? You can't let him out. If you go and everything is going well, you can't let him out of the bathroom. He spent six innings in the bathroom eating nachos and hot dogs and all of the other ballpark fare. Well, that's the problem. He can't be eating that stuff in the bathroom. You have to care enough <laughs> about the team to be willing wow. to sacrifice not, the not eating. But you certainly have to stay in the bathroom till the game is over. Bubba, right? I mean, uh, the, the, it, he has no choice but to stay in the bathroom. <laughs> just, the eating part is, <laughs> is, tough, is tough to get. How are you eating way. nachos in the bathroom? Uh, that's tough. I mean, you're eating. The, you're, I assume you're just standing up, or maybe you're sitting down. I don't know. <laughs> if you're sitting down, literally anywhere in there, the obvious place that you're, but even on the floor, that's almost worse. <laughs> So it's the eating that I would take issue with. I but like their dedication, though. No, it has to be done. No, no. All kidding aside. All right? So we're going to go. The Yankees are here, what, Saturday, Sunday, Monday? Do I have that right? Is, is that when the Yankee games are, are home? I believe they're in the Bronx. Yeah, Do I have that right? It's Saturday, try, Sunday, yeah. Monday. Yeah. So let's say you and I go to the game Saturday. Sunday is an NFL day. I can't go. But let's say you and I go to the Bronx. And we're watching the game. And in the fourth inning of a scoreless game, you run to the men's room. Now, all of a sudden, Judge hits a home run. Stanton hits a home run. Two runners get on. Someone knocks him in. Harrison Bader. A little base hit up the gap in the gap to, to left center. Now the runs are scoring. Are you or are you not staying in the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. You're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to stay there. Just bring me drinks. I don't want food because that's, that's. I'm not bringing food far. in the bathroom. Uh, just drinks. <sighs> just uh, just keep refilling my drinks, uh, and I'll stay there. Uh, and you know what? It might have to be like. Well, you know, you got to come back on Sunday. Like if if that happens, um, the Yankees have to then like put me up on like Sunday, uh, hmm. and then Monday. You in know, the bathroom, yeah, to be like, clear. You don't even exactly. need seats. Yeah, yeah, just put them in, in the bathroom. bathroom. Sitting room only. Yes. You know, which I thought about, Greeny, I need to start taking more credit for the Giants' good start. Because remember, mm-hmm. this all happened when I bet against them in my elim- eliminator pool. That's correct. So if I don't take them, you know, if I don't bet against them uh, week one, they're probably one in five at this I point. I actually agree with that. Bubba, yeah, true or false? If the Mets are playing and you're in a room, you're in your apartment and there's a bunch of people there, your family's there, whoever might be there, and things start going well, like everything is going really well, and someone tries to get up and move, do you allow them to? No, definitely not. I mean, let me, I'll just put it this way. I went to the game. We went to the game on Saturday. I, Friday, I, I wore a Piazza jersey when they got destroyed. Saturday, I completely switched it up. I wore a David Wright jersey. Mm-hmm. After Saturday's game, I wore the exact same clothes. I did not shower. 
I went to Sunday's game in the exact same clothes, trying to do everything I could. That's well done. No, that's well done. I but, did everything I could. I did it. I, I, I tried. Listen, but. I did it even yesterday. I was sitting sitting on my recliner. I was you know doing the getting the Google Doc done, and. I literally would not get up until the game was over. I'm like, I'm not moving. Things are going well. I'm like, I'm not moving out, out of here until the game's over. But the, fa- the power of this Phillies fan superstition is remarkable. Greeny, they have outscored the Padres, or excuse me, their opponent, the Padres and the Braves, 19-4 to since this moment. Mm-hmm. They haven't lost the game. They've not trailed at any point in the game. Like, this is the reason. This is how the Phillies have harnessed greatness because of this fan's willingness to stay in the bathroom. That guy needs to be in the bathroom even while these games are in San Diego. That's right. Like, they should have him in the bathroom right now in Philly while these games are being played in San Diego. All right. Uh, let us open up the phone lines here. We haven't taken any calls this week, and uh, we are overdue. So our number is 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888 The game is called What Do You Want to Know? We have so much going on in sports right now. You ask us a question, we'll give you an answer next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. All right, greeting with you on ESPN Radio. Uh, as we roll along here, we're going to take your calls in just about three minutes. Uh, you told me earlier, Hembo, you were going to look over some point spreads and see if there are any lines that jumped out. Is there anything I need to see? There were some smelly ones, and they actually happened to involve our team. So what do you think the point spread is right now for Giants-Jaguars this weekend? Giant. I don't like the way you say Jaguars. Nope. Uh, I'm sorry, let me, let me rephrase. What do you think the line is for Giants-Jaguars this weekend? Jaguars. There's no I in that word. It is the Jaguars. Look, look, there are three vowels here in a row. No one says Jaguars. It's not a, it's not yes, a, they do. It doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. What kind of car, what's the fancy car that everyone used to say always was hard to, you know, would always have trouble with maintenance? That's Jaguar. That's the, that's the way that they say it on all the, the British No, it's commercials. not. No, it's yes, not. Yes, it is. It's not. It's not a Jaguar. Jaguar. No one in America is driving a Jaguar down the street. Giants, you, Jaguars. Who do you got? No, that's this. So, anyway, you distracted me. I've already forgotten the question. What, what are you asking me what the line is? Giants, Jaguars, what's the line? <laughs> well, uh, Bubba, help me. I can't do it, right? I mean, I can't not hear that. Yeah, it's, 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 I can't. Every time he talks, there's something that he says that's insane. Though he's not the only <laughs> one who does that. There are a lot, I, I hear a lot of Jaguars, and I don't know why. They're the Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars. It's not that hard to say. It actually is one of the few things Jaguars. that people mispronounce that is actually pronounced exactly as it is spelled. What are you talking about? It's three vowels. There's no such thing as, as pronouncing something that's spelled yeah. Like Where? it's Jaguars. Where are there three vowels? G- J-A-G-U-L. You're right. There's only two. There's only two vowels. Yeah, so that your whole argument was a three-vowel thing. It wasn't even true. Idiot. What are you talking about? That was bad. It's very bad. So anyway... Why did you ask me? What are the lines? This is one of the best segments we've ever done. Where, where is the game? The game's in Jacksonville. I'm going to guess... Jaguars home game. The reason you're saying that, I'm going to do my best to give you a spread here. Mm. I'm going to guess you're saying that because the Jaguars are favored. I'm going to say the Jaguars by one and a half. The Jaguars are a three-point huh. 
favorite. I'm not that surprised. Vegas doesn't buy the Giants nobody. The Giants' own fans don't buy the Giants. Uh, what, 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 what's the other one you were going to Have you seen me? the Jets-Broncos line? I, I think I have not. I, I, think, I think I saw it before Denver played Monday night, and now Russell's a little hurt. No, I didn't. I actually saw the uh, RFPI chances of winning were like 51-49. I mean, I guess the game is pick them. The Broncos are a one-point favorite yeah, yeah. in the game. The pick so but that seems right. I mean, look, it's still Russell. They're still home. The Jets are still the Jets. Boy, that is a smelly line. All right, continue in 15 seconds. All right, uh, let's take some calls here again. 729-377-888, 729-3776 is the phone number. The game is called What Do You Want to Know? And the first caller, Bubba, is who? We're going to start with Chip. All right, Chip, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Chip, what do you want to know? Hey, guys, I, I don't really actually want to know anything. I just wanted to uh, talk about the uh, the Philly superstition thing. Go. Oh. Um, so, um, I mean, yes, I mean, I, I personally, during the Eagles' uh the Eagles run of the Super Bowl. Um, I was made a. Uh, I asked for a whiskey and uh, ginger ale at the bar. They gave me a Jose Cuervo and ginger ale at the bar instead. Mm-hmm. The entire playoff run, we started winning games. I didn't drink anything but Jose Cuervo and ginger ale for the entire playoff run. And um, there's a, there was a phrase a while back. You know, it's only weird if it doesn't work. Right. As far as superstitions go. And so I decided to keep doing that until we lost to the Titans in overtime the next season. So, I mean, as for as for staying in the bathroom, you know, I applaud it. Um, and, uh, you know, Phil. Me too. You go, Chip. I love it. Uh, uh, January 1982, the New York Jets went on a playoff run that took them all the way to the AFC Championship game where they lost to Miami in the legendary A.J. Dewey game. At the beginning of that playoff run, my family one night had dinner at Pete's Tavern, which is a restaurant in Irving Place in New York City. I had the spaghetti with sausages. The Jets won a playoff game. They beat Cincinnati. Freeman McNeil ran for 200 yards. My father said, we must eat in the same restaurant and order the same things every night. We did that every night until they lost. They beat, they beat Cincinnati, then they beat the Raiders, and then they lost to Miami. I, ordered, I ate spaghetti with sausages at Pete's Tavern every night. What I'm most impressed by about Chip's dedication to this is that it didn't expire. Like they, since they won the Super Bowl, he continued on all spring and summer long. Well, of course. That's extreme dedication. As opposed to what? Well, as opposed to once you win the Super Bowl, all bets are off. No, I mean, they could have, they could have taken it away. Good for him. The thing could be, could be revoked <laughs> uh, if you don't keep drinking the Jose Cuervo. Bubba, who's next? Cullum is in the Bronx. Cullum, you're on the Dr. Pepper call in line. What do you want to know? Uh, what's going on, Greeny? Um, so I want to know, are the Jets and Giants for real? Can they make the playoffs? And if they make the playoffs, can they make noise? Okay, so there's three questions. Let's start with the first one. The Jets and Giants, are they for real? You have to define for real. The Giants are good, not great. They're very well coached. They have a very good defense. Their mistake-prone quarterback is not making mistakes. They are doing the opposite of what they have done in recent years, which is they are, for, they are, they are capitalizing on the other team's mistakes, particularly Lamar this past week, and they are winning games you don't expect them to win. That does make them for real. They're 5-1, and one, so they should make the playoffs. I do not expect them to make noise in the playoffs. The Jets, I actually think, are more for real, even if they aren't as good this minute. But they're so young and talented that I think the Jets are putting in place the foundation of something that could be really special. Do they make the playoffs this year? There are a lot more good teams in the AFC. It's going to be harder to do. 
I think they have a chance to make the playoffs this year. Do I think they would make noise in the playoffs? That seems unlikely. Because if you wind up playing Buffalo or Kansas City or some team like that, I don't see the Jets being able to beat them in a playoff scenario on the road. But I think the Jets are the team among the teams with the brightest futures in the entire NFL. For the first time in forever, the Jets are the team that have gotten it right. I am falling in love with the coaching staff. They have put together a ton of great young talent that remains inexpensive. They can put another piece or two around it. If the quarterback develops, I think the Jets have a chance to be a legit contender. I'll say it out loud. A Super Bowl contender as soon as next year. I genuinely believe that, and I haven't said that ever. You've never heard me say that because I've never thought it before. Greeny, whether you be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Bubba, who's next? We're going to go to James. All right, James, uh, what would you want to know? Hey, so as a uh, Greeny big fan, by the way, but as a diehard Dolphins fan, uh, when Tua comes back out this weekend, and if he was to get hurt, God forbid, do we? Am, am I the worst fan ever? Are the Dolphins the worst organization ever? Or is this just part of the process? Is this the concussion protocol? I'm having, you know, I have the, the guilty conscience of really loving the kid. He's 24 years old, but you know, do you know where, where where should we stand there as a fan, as an organization, and then also as part of the league? Well, he he, look, for two reasons, the more important of which, by far is that the only consideration that must be taken here is what is in his long-term best interest. I know he wants to play. I know there's a lot of money riding on it because they have big decisions to make about him in the near term uh, for the long term. But, you know, the day after that horrible stuff happened in Cincinnati, Rob Nikovich said on our show, the 55-year-old Tua is going to say to himself, what the hell was I doing when I was 25 going out on that field? So first, foremost, and forever, they need to make sure, however it is these things are done, and erring in the extreme on the side of caution, that he is not at any greater risk for A, for a concussion, B, for greater damage to come from one than he would have been before this. That has to be the only consideration. No football season much less game, is worth that. That's first. So they need to do that first and foremost. Second of all, because of the optics, because it was so unimaginably public what happened to him and all the attention that it got, even putting aside the most important part, which is his long-term health, for the, for the optics of the sport and the game, they cannot have that happen. Like, the NFL cannot have that happen. They cannot have Tua lying on that ground concussed again. They just can't. So I am a little surprised at how quickly he's coming back. I know it feels like a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm actually a little surprised. They are talking about him playing this week, right? They are, yes. I am a little surprised it is this soon. And it's a little bit perilous. So they're playing Sunday night. So it's a standalone game in primetime. Tua potentially coming back. We know what happened the last time we saw him. And then Kenny Pickett, who, who left last game because he was concussed too and now is in the protocol. So Mike Tomlin said yesterday that you know, they're going day-to-day with him and they expect him to start. But like, this is why the league cares about this so much. It could be Kenny Pickett and Tua, two young quarterbacks you know and love, or Skylar Thompson and Mitchell Trubisky. Like, that's why this matters so much. It matters so much for a lot of different reasons. Look, let's lose the music for a minute because this is a serious topic. Thank you for the calls. 
But look, this, this is really serious stuff for two totally different reasons. One of which is, um, one of which is, at the end of the day, I guess, is money. I talked earlier in the show about how I believe Jeff Bezos, if if the NFL owners do force Snyder out in Washington, he's going to get the last laugh. I think Jeff Bezos or someone like him will pay $10 billion for that franchise. I really do. I I think that the asking price on it starts at, at over six into seven, and I wouldn't be stunned, genuinely wouldn't be stunned if it winds up at $10 billion. So he's going to be just fine. Why is that? Because the NFL is a license to print money. I'm going to tell you something that you probably already know, but let me make it clear because there are, there are very few things in this world I know better than I know the broadcasting industry. When I started in television, I, I'm old enough to remember when Seinfeld was on at 9 o'clock on Thursday night on NBC, and that is when everyone watched Seinfeld. And... You tell me how long ago that sounds. The idea that there would be a show on network TV that everyone gathered around and watched at the same time. There's only one thing left that everybody watches when it's actually on, and that's sports. And by a wide margin, the most popular of those is professional football. So the value of professional football as a television product, has escalated unimaginably in the last 20 years, 30 years, five years, and it's only going to continue going in that direction. So this is a license to print money. The the NFL is like an ATM. Just money, 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 money. And it's great. I love it. I'm not complaining. This is not a criticism. I love watching the games. However it is that I'm contributing to that, so be it. And I'm sure you feel the same way. However, or as an aside, there are a very, very small number of things that could interfere with that. Catastrophic injury is one of them. That's one of the very few things. Nuno said it. Nuno, you said it on the air the next day that that was the first time you can ever remember turning a football game off after that thing happened with, with Tua, right? Yeah. as bad, We've seen a lot of bad injuries, but that was the first time I was like, I can't watch the rest of this game. So from a purely pragmatic standpoint, and the analogy that I made, I know this wound up on a lot of the blogs and all that kind of stuff when I said the NFL has done exactly the right thing in overcorrecting to protect their quarterbacks. And if that means a bad call involving Tom Brady or a bad call, what was the other one uh, that we had? Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr. Bad calls that decide a game. The consequence of a bad call that decides a game is that Get Up spends five minutes on Monday morning talking about a bad call. The consequence of what happened with Tua is that Get Up spends two hours on a Friday morning talking about nothing else And it's the highest rated Friday we've had this season. And Robin Roberts in the first segment of Good Morning America is talking about it instead of the midterm elections and whatever else it is they're talking about on Good Morning America. That is the only thing that interferes with the NFL's license to print money. So they're not going to let it happen. And they're right. 
because while it might be motivated, at least in part, by financial interest, it is also the right thing to do. Tua Tungavailoa is a young, young, young man. And the only thing more important to him than all the money he might make is his health. He may not understand that. But I'm 55 years old. And thank God I am very healthy. But I got plenty of friends who were not, who are showing signs of all kinds of things are getting older. And it's going to happen to me too, and it's going to happen to all of us. But the way this thing can go is a way you don't want any part of, no matter how much money it's worth. So Tua Tungavailoa, look, I'm not a doctor. I cannot sit here and say he shouldn't play this weekend. I don't know. But what I do know is, if he was my friend, if he was my son, if he was my, if I were connected to him in any way, beyond the pragmatic money reasons, I'd be saying to him, my man, you got to consider not playing for a while. I don't know how long it takes for all this stuff to totally settle down, but I do know they compound on top of each other. The idea that he didn't have a concussion in that game against Buffalo is ridiculous. And then he has another one four days later. So what are we, two weeks removed from that now? Three weeks? How long ago was that? It was three. Three weeks. I don't know. I don't know that that, again, I'm not, I, can, I am not medically or in any other way qualified to tell you it's too soon for him to come back. But it would be too soon for me. It would be too soon for me. So that's what I think. And, and if it means that Skylar Thompson or Teddy Bridgewater or someone else have to play against Pittsburgh on Sunday night, then so be it. But is there a single person in the NFL that if the medical team clears you and if your coaching staff clears you would elect not to play? I have a hard time believing there's a single person that would do that. Probably not. They probably want to play. And one of the reasons is because they don't really have a choice. I don't think most of that is motivated, or let me put it this way. It's not all motivated by guys just singular desire to be out there for my team. And for, A lot of it comes down to if you don't play and you get a reputation for not being reliable, hmm. your contract isn't guaranteed, that's your money. This is your tiny little window to make as much money as you can, and I totally understand it. And if some doctor with a stethoscope, the universal sign for doctor, says, no, you're fine, I can easily see you justifying it to yourself. Oh, I'm fine. I need to go play. Again, I would have to hear a lot more than you're fine before I would do it or before I would let anyone I really cared about do it. I love the sport. I want it to continue. They have done so many, all of the right things in making it as safe as an inherently unsafe sport can possibly be. The decision at some point is going to be up to Tua. We'll see what he decides to do. All right, didn't mean to go there, but it was an interesting conversation. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.